Welcome to Relationships Turned On. I'm your host, Laura Press, marriage and relationship counsellor. I believe relationships can be fixed and you deserve to have a connected and loving relationship. I give you the tools, strategies and insights so you can have a world-class relationship. Welcome to Relationships Turned On. This episode is all about can a marriage survive without sex? (laughs) Very interesting topic, well worth the listen. Before we dive in, quick disclaimer, this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. This should not be considered advice of any kind, not mental health care advice or medical advice of any kind. Okay, so can a marriage survive without sex? extremely interesting topic. Now, I'm just going to say straight up front, there are couples that don't want much affection or intimacy in their relationship, and they are happy with that. With that said, that's an exception and not the rule. Majority of couples, they do not fall into that camp, okay? So there's probably a very, very small percentage of people in the world that do, but mostly on a whole, you can survive. So I'm going to just address it straight up. Yes, you can survive um, without sex in your relationship. However, it does come at a cost. So if you've got one person that, you know, does want it and one person that doesn't, and I know it's not that simplistic, but obviously we're going to make it relatively straightforward for the sake of this, you know, there can be feelings of resentment, rejection, shame, all of those kinds of things. And it can really take quite a detrimental toll on your relationship. And so, it's really important to know that though that there can be seasons and phases where this will happen. Maybe there's illness or sickness or um, after having children or maybe there's been some type of trauma for one person. Now, that is pretty normal that there wouldn't be much intimacy um, or sex in the relationship after things like that at times and for some people. Now, of course, this is general and I'm not talking about specific things, but in general, that's pretty common. However, if we're talking about, you know, a long-lasting situation in your relationship of sexlessness, then there's many, many factors that we do you do need to look at, and it's very different for each couple, okay? So one thing that is very important to look at is clear and open communication from both partners around their feelings, their concerns, their expectations, because sometimes it can be because there hasn't been an expectation aired or they haven't really articulated what they are feeling or what they need or what their concerns or their expectation is around intimacy. Really, really important for the clear communication to be a piece. And it's it's important for everybody, even if this isn't an issue, everybody needs to have this piece to have intimacy, whether it's physical or emotional. You must have clear communication because the emotional intimacy and the physical intimacy will be 10x better because you feel safe, okay? The communication brings safety. And I think that's really important to note that if you don't have that communication, often you don't have that mental, emotional, physical safety around intimacy. If that piece isn't isn't in play, then it's pretty likely that there won't be that intimacy, okay? I hope that makes sense. The next one is underlying issues. So often when there's a sexless sexless marriage, there's very much underlying issues 
often. So it can be health problems. It can be emotional issues. It can be the relationship dynamics. That means that they don't actually want to engage in, in intimacy. And so addressing these underlying issues is crucial to move forward and to change where you're both at. Often, I'm going to be super clear, this does often require professional help to get to the root cause. Otherwise, sometimes we're looking at Band-Aid approaches and that doesn't really help, at least not long-term. The next one is reassessing priorities and reestablishing different standards and expectations in the relationships to find common ground. So what do I mean by all of that? Sometimes you need to take it back to simple basics of hand-holding, um, cuddles, getting close in that way and take everything else off the table and start there and start with the you know, affection and the talking and the connecting in that way before you think about anything else. That alone can create emotional safety or f- and physical safety for you both, allowing in the future for you to move forward. So sometimes reassessing, reestablishing expectations and priorities around that is crucial. So physical and emotional intimacy. Now, often they are separated out into the two. We've got physical intimacy, sex over here, and we've got emotional intimacy, you know, being talk, talking to one another, being vulnerable, being open, being connected. We separate them as, a, as though they're different, but they're not. They're one of the same. Emotions and intimacy go together. If things aren't worked through on the emotional standpoint, sometimes that's what's blocking, hindering, or impeding the intimacy in some way, shape, or form. So there's so many ways to cultivate intimacy that's not just sex. So it can be physical closeness. It can be quality time together. It can be affectionate gestures. It can be verbal expressions of love. These are really important to remember. And if you are currently in a sexless marriage, I would be looking at those types of things as a starting point and just playing with them and seeing what you both feel comfortable with. The next one's acceptance. And this one can be hard for some people. Most people, honestly, like if things have changed because of health, because of circumstances or underlying issues that aren't yet resolved, accepting where you currently are, you know, is often the first step before you get help uh, to begin with. But if you can accept where you are, then you're more likely to be able to find good solutions. You're more likely able to look at the problem rationally, which is needed. Yeah. So really accepting this embracing where you are which can be very I think I know it can be challenging but just accepting it knowing that maybe there is some limitations and that you need to work with that and get some maybe some education or guidance around that that is crucial the next one is experimentation and adaptation so what does that mean it means finding new ways to connect it means it doesn't have to be physical intimacy which means how can you two connect that feels good for you both being creative, trying new activities together, finding different alternative forms of physical closeness can be just as important as the act itself. Probably more important, to be honest. So experiment, get fun with some of this stuff. So sometimes we can get so serious and so bogged down because it has been a stress or a challenge around it. Start to bring some lightness to it. Start to bring some playfulness to it and see how can you be creative? How can you try new things? How can you find alternative forms of physical closeness? Then the last one is commitment to the relationship. 
if you have a really strong commitment to the relationship and you're both willing to try things, invest time, invest effort, cultivate the friendship, cultivate the emotional connection, that is such a great place to be in and is such a good foundation for such a healthy marriage and relationship. From this place, you are more likely to move forward together as a couple and grow in your intimacy, deepen that intimacy over time. So just know that when you put effort, energy into nurturing that relationship, have that commitment there, that is a fantastic first place and foundation to have in your relationship. Now, look, it's very different for everyone. Obviously, these are general tips and ideas. Everybody is in a unique situation, I understand. Like I say, um, some people are happy where they are without intimacy in their life and some people it's a deeper issue and they're not happy and one of you do want it and one of you doesn't okay so it's really important to look at the deeper issues get that professional guidance if you need that and sometimes you might also have to lean in and what do I mean by that maybe take a few compromises you know meet your partner in the middle where are they willing to begin where are you willing to begin and start there okay now There are some partners that can work together, work through this, and this can just be a season or a phase in their life, and that is okay. A lot of couples do experience that. Other times it's a long extended period that can feel like it's never going to end. And if you both open, absolutely, especially if it's causing distress, seeking help is really um, what I would recommend for sure. Have a listen to these top things that we've just spoken about and think about where does your relationship lie? Do you need to work on the communication piece? Is there underlying issues? Do you need to reassess your priorities? Do you have the emotional intimacy in place? Are you accepting where you currently are? Are you experimenting and adapting and committing to the relationship? I would love to know your thoughts on this episode. It's a very interesting topic there's a lot to it. And if you feel that somebody else would benefit from this, please share. And I'd love for you to subscribe or leave a comment below. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Now it's your time to go and turn your relationship on. 